Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. And I will try to fix you. Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Shit Your Shrink Thinks. It's a show where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health. We give you hot goss on our own lives, the skills that we are practicing, and introduce some new fun facts about mental health each week. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. That is a little preview of our episode today on empathy. We selected a song about empathy. Who sings that now again? Is that like Matchbox or something? That's Coldplay. Yeah. Coldplay. Ah. Yeah. We have another one somewhere in there for our science episode. We did the scientist for Coldplay also. I like Coldplay. I also like, they do Yellow, don't they? Yeah. I like that song. Yeah. That was our first first smash hit. Their first big one. Yeah. Their breakthrough. Yeah. They've changed a lot, though, also. It's just been like a big morphing situation. I feel like I, I, I like Coldplay, though. I mean, I can, I can feel that sometimes. At first, I was like, this is too um, kind of like benign for me, and then I, <laughs> and then I, and then this isn't I hard enough. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not really my speed. And then life started hitting me in waves, and I was like, yeah, I do actually just want to feel like my brain is making that like TV white fuzz sound. Static. Yeah, yeah. And Coldplay helps me get to that place. It'll be like. Psh- I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's the yeah. vibe I'm looking I, for. I guess I don't know what their new stuff necessarily. But the old stuff does. It kind of reminds me of like ocean waves. It's like just kind of chill. and Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. I can ride an ocean wave. Please. <laughs> Please, God. That I, sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'd probably be taken under and then I'd be stuck under. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying to my husband last night, I was like, uh... I want to, I was I was telling him that I feel attacked by TV lately because I am so tired of TV and movies trying to make me feel something. I don't want to feel anything. I'm watching That's TV. That's why I rewatch the same shows over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> like I know what's going to happen here and I know how this is going to go. Yeah, I yeah. need like a calm down script. I'm not trying to learn some life lesson. I'm not trying to get more information about the world. I am fully exposed to the world. I am an open nerve to the world. I don't need any feelings from TV. Everybody's trying to get like deep nowadays. Every single TV is trying to get deep. <laughs> that is not what I want out of TV. I mean, almost every show has at least one of those things. I yeah. Mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm not. A make you cry moment or something. Oh, that just makes me And they mad. always make me cry, which yeah. is, again, why I just, like, rewatch The Office and Parks and Rec. And I'm just like, 
It's upsetting to me. I can tune out and then yeah. occasionally be like, ha ha, and then tune back out. Yeah, yeah. I just started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the first time, I think. Oh, I actually, is that is it worth it? I think it could be good. I'm just a couple okay. episodes in. I hear good things. And I think it's one of those like no feelings shows. And I'm into that. Okay. I that's one I wanna get into. I have been kind of rewatching uh Supernatural. <laughs> I fucking love Supernatural. I'll watch Supernatural. I mean, first of all, it's awful. Like it's awful. It's Don't watch a little it. smutty. You know, it's well, it's smutty and it's also just like dated, you know? It's just so dated. Yeah, it's okay. With some of the references and stuff. But you, honestly, I don't even care. It's like it's nonsense. It's nonsense and I love it. I love it. I love it. And let's be honest, like it's like the uh, shit. I'm trying to think. What's the show where they're in a hospital and they're all hot and they got the McSteamy and stuff? <laughs> the McSteamy, the McDree, Grey's, yeah, Grey's Anatomy, Grey's. Yeah, it's like the Grey's Anatomy of like the you know super like weird creepy world. Yeah, because they're yeah. all just like hotties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, yep. Everybody is attractive. All they have eye candy. They have an attractive person for everybody. Every type. Yeah. There's one for you. So. Pick your poison. <laughs> I would say the the one thing that's hard about that show for me is that I over-identify with Dean Winchester, okay? <laughs> which, which will not surprise anybody. Um, no. You know what? Of, that's kind of... I'm probably more Sam. You're probably more Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely. Definitely. I think, unfortunately, like I have that real older sibling, weight of the world vibe going on. Duty and responsibility, and you know, making sure everybody's and don't safe. feel suck that tear back. Yeah, in don't do do feel anything. Put that feeling up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said so. I was te- I was teaching this week, um, and I did not realize that this was as funny as it was. But apparently, the grad students thought it was great. So I said something like, "Well, you know." Mortals, of course, you're going to want to ask them about what their feelings are. I, however, am powerful and do not have those. I've evolved. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like threw it in there because I was really sleep deprived, really sleep deprived. It was a joke. And I don't know if they thought I was serious or the ramblings of a mad woman, but they thought it was pretty good. So, hey. I was going to say, yeah, that got some good chuckles. I've earned some points, apparently. I'm very If you make like... The youths laugh. Yeah. You have achieved comedy. Yeah. I Hey, I did it. I don't know if they were <laughs> laughing at me. That might have been true. But hey, it's it, I got it. It doesn't matter as long as you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't She's like, know. yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the cool kids. Yeah, I am with the cool kids. They're probably like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> please, Sonny, please no. <laughs> anyway, so oh, hey, everybody, again, uh, as a reminder, we do have a Patreon. If you're liking what we're putting down, feel free to donate to our cause. Um, we also have a Gmail if you have any questions or want any topic areas. And yeah. I've been really sick this week, so I haven't done anything with the Instagram. But we do have an Instagram and a Twitter um, and, and a also Facebook. Facebook. And, yeah. yeah. So hit us up. Yep. Yeah. And definitely send us ideas. If there's something that you're like wanting us to cover let us know yeah we love it we do it we will follow directions yeah (laughs) so as y'all might remember we're still learning about each other here on the podcast and we usually give a story or something interesting that the co-host didn't know about us or a general what's good so what's good with you this week Michaela? my what's good i am taking accountability and slapping my hand Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Well, we did 
you know, that pregnancy episode and we talked mm-hmm. about not sharing horror stories with pregnant people. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, it's just a, it's a, bull, it's a bullshit move. Don't do it. Don't right? do it. Yes. Don't do it. Well, I'm calling myself out because I participated in a horror story pregnancy discussion <laughs> in front of two pregnant people. Okay. <laughs> what what have you done? <laughs> I mean, so it, we were at a baby shower and people were just, we were just kind of talking about different experiences and go like different labor experiences and telling stuff and um one of my cousins actually turned to me and said oh my god we're doing exactly what you said not to do and I was like oh my god we are I'm so sorry oh no yeah you were just like telling all the awful things you're like yeah I was there and then this happened and this happened right yes yeah Oh, and also like I've done that like reflecting I've done that with my nipple trauma to to people oh yeah you know how you see Yes. Yeah, you know how you see like a broken bone sticking out of a leg, uh-huh. and it's just like that kind of gruesomeness is just fascinating to me. You're so like, look like, at oh this. my god, look at this awfulness, <laughs> and I'm like traumatizing people with my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually talk to. I did feel like I needed to phone a friend after I saw your nipple. I'm gonna be real. I'm serious. I did. I, I know. I did, I did say something to somebody. I was like, listen, I gotta talk to somebody right now. <laughs> I've seen so something. I've been just traumatizing people like a dick. No. Left and right. You know, uh, it's, it's funny because now being on the other side of it, there, you, I think I get why people do it. And I think it's just because, like, we have our own unresolved shit. And we're just like. But we don't need to dump it on exactly. other people. I mean, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, it's still. I still. Yeah. So basically, this is, again, we are human. And although we try to practice what we preach, yes. sometimes we fail. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It takes a, I will say it does take a lot of self-awareness to not do it. So it is hard. And also I really feel like there's not like a compound you go to after you give birth where you recover for like a month or two. Right. Like the problem is, is that where you, you can just, process those things. Yeah, yeah. Like where you just think about it and you're like, okay, here's what I have to do to heal. And here's like my journey and my treatment plan and stuff. Like you just go right, right. into it. And I think a lot of people heal like a little later because they're still in the mix. And so when they heal later, you know, in threes, fours, fives, or however, whatever age they heal at for the kids, like, I think then, then they might be less likely to do this. But a lot of us are just like still fresh on it and never really had any time to actually. Well, it was, (laughs) being at a baby shower, it's hard not to, to peek into that. Look at my nipples! (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that. I wasn't showing people my nipples there. But I did that on other occasions. I'm like, look at this picture! This is what my nipples look like, yo! It's terrible! It's terrible! It's terrible! It's terrible! Yeah, it is is hard. I will definitely say The car wreck you can't look away from. (gasps) Yeah, I will... I I definitely will go whole hog to my friends who don't want to have kids. I'll be, like, more honest with them, and that's where I get it out so because it can that's feel like a good point yeah yeah i think they feel validated in their choice um <laughs> you know and i'm like okay i'm happy to validate this it, it gives me a place to talk about it and it gives them yeah. some data of like yeah i definitely don't want to do that <laughs> so it's a little bit of both <laughs> i like that i love that what's good that was a great one thank you <laughs> what is your what's good sunny i just had a poem that was related to our um our topic area of empathy today. Okay. So this is a poem by Emily Dickinson. And here is the poem. It says, If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life, the aching, or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin, 
unto his nest again. I shall not live in vain. Aww. Yeah. And I actually, um, that is the reason I got into this field. I have said on, like, every occasion that I've been asked, what was your goal when you got into the mental health field? My goal was to literally just make one single life better. If I have made Mm -hmm. one single life better, it's been worth it to me to have been in the field. I feel like I have made one single life better. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I really related to this poem and the empathy in it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I dig that. And I think that's the way you have to look at it is, you know, if I can make one life better. Because if you are wanting to change millions, you're always going to feel like you're not quite there. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's normally at least one person who will validate that you were helpful. Yeah. I mean, like I've had not, well, yeah, maybe recently too, but I've definitely had people say like, you have saved my life. This was, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be around without you. And that's important for me to know and to hear and not for any like kudos points, but just like, okay, I've met my goal of being in this job, which is great. And I think about it a lot like too, if let's say that I'm a therapist and Michaela is my client and I help Michaela. Michaela is then a therapist and she's going to help a butt ton of people, right? You never right. know yeah, there's a ripple effect. how helping one single person. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to affect your kind of multiple lives. So yeah, that's my what's good today. Yay. I love that. So what did you do for your outside of podcast experiment? Okay. So this week I am have been trying so, you know, I hate cognitive restructuring. I hate it. I hate doing it for me. I hate doing it for patients. I hate it. But I, it's useful. It's, like, incredibly useful. Yeah. It's incredibly useful. I just feel annoyed by it. Um, <laughs> I feel annoyed by it. And also sometimes invalidated by it. But I did come to the yeah. conclusion this week uh, I've just had a lot going on. And I was, like, having this uh, repeated cognition of, like, why me like I have an inordinate amount of bad things that happen specifically to me and while that thought could be true I don't know I'm not really in other people's bodies and minds I it's really just not useful it's not helpful it doesn't get me anywhere it doesn't do anything for me and I'm just kind of like at the end of the day I'm practical like if it's not doing anything I just really am not interested in having it. And so like I had my little pity party, but then I just ended up doing some cognitive restructuring and being like, okay, well, how am I going to get around this? I'm going to actually just intentionally notice all of the good things that are happening, even among the bad. So at least I can dilute it and basically try to find rest within the struggle. Like each moment that you try to pay attention to something positive or savor the positive, you have a break inside of like the hurricane and so you don't have to wait for this break or for things to mysteriously get better you can take your breaks inside of the shit show mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty cool actually um it really helped so that is what i did this week i dig it i dig it i'm glad that you were able to find a little bit of peace amongst the storm yeah absolutely i'm man i that is my yeah. mo <laughs> That is my MO. You gotta learn to dance in the rain, right? Yeah. That's always the... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, there were times where this week, like, I can think about, you know, we went on a really nice long walk, and uh, it was warm outside, but it was, like, really muddy. We were trying to push the stroller and get the dog through the mud and stuff like that, and that was a pain in the ass. But what I, I realized that I could have been, like, annoyed, focused on that, felt like the walk was ruined. 
And instead what I did is just like focus that I was having good conversation and focus on the warmth and like smell the fresh air. Just like redirect. It was just redirecting. Yep. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going right. to waste this my This isn't helpful. Time. Yeah. Being yep. annoyed right now. Just not interested. So yeah, that was part of it. And it was great. What about you? What did you try? Mine was to keep trying to notice the good in the moment and then also to try oh, to similar. do like a hack each day, you know, kind of try to get like all those little brain chemicals triggered. Yes. I did moderately well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I did pretty good with continuing to try to be grateful in the moment uh, overall. And I mean, that does, it, it just makes a difference. It really does. Like you said, when you're paying attention to, okay, what, but what's good right now? Like what's mm-hmm. like, wow, like that that really worked out pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on those tiny little things that went really great mm-hmm. makes a difference. The things that I maybe dropped the ball a little bit on was, you know, I did pretty good with getting snuggles in, but I wasn't mm-hmm. so good with doing some exercise and, you know, doing some laughter type stuff to trigger trigger mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did, it felt great, right, when I did something sort of like that. So, yeah. It's it's really an intentional process. It is. That's yeah. pretty cool, though. I, I think medium is a success. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think I me. set the ball. I set I set the bar to you know my goal wasn't that realistic. I think for me to think that every day I was going to do something, you know, something with yeah. each of them. Yeah, probably wasn't too realistic, but yeah, that's but, okay. Yeah, exactly. But still, like you know, shoot for the moon and land in the stars or whatever. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about empathy. So empathy is a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts, obviously. We're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about the different types of empathy, why empathy is useful, and even some skills to improve your empathy uh, or help someone around you improve their empathy, as the case <laughs> may be. Uh, but first, as usual, we got to understand the concept of empathy. So what is empathy? Well, the first thing that's important to note is that there's a difference between sympathy, sympathy, and empathy. Very true. So sympathy is a feeling that you care about and are really kind of sorry for somebody else's trouble or grief or misfortune. You're kind of like on a higher level than them. Like you're kind of like looking down a little bit. Not necessarily, but like, oh, that's so sad for you. Yeah. Like, oh, that sucks that you had that. That sucks. Sorry about it, friend. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas empathy is you're more feeling the weight of the struggle or situation that the other person is having, and you interact as if it were partially your own. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the ability to sense another person's emotion and then imagine what someone else might be thinking or feeling based on that. Yeah, I kind of think of it like sympathy, someone sitting in a dark closet, and you're like, oh, that sucks that you're in that dark closet. And empathy Mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to go sit with you in that dark closet. Yeah. Right. It's just a like, like othering versus like we're the same versus we are different. Right. Empathy is demonstrated by how much compassion and understanding we can give each other. And sympathy is more of a feeling of pity. Empathy is the ability to understand how someone feels while sympathy is kind of our relief about not having the same problem and saying that problem is over there. Sympathy mm-hmm. does have its place. Like we're sure. kind of doggy on sympathy, but sympathy really does have its place. Um, but empathy is where you actually feel it with them. 
So Michaela talked about a closet. There's a Brene Brown like skit. Ooh, I, would I love say. her. Yeah, um, I have different feelings about her, but I will oh, say fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't, and I actually don't actually have any proof for my different feelings. Let me be really clear. <laughs> you just smell something in there. It's just vibes. <laughs> yeah, you got some vibe smells. Yeah, some vibes stressing me out about Brene. But hey, if you ever want to come on the show, Brene, I will eat my words if there is something different. And I'm sure you know. I'm sure I don't know the full story. Anyway, back to the Brene Brown skit. <laughs> so it's like a video uh, where it talks about the difference between sympathy and empathy, and I thought it was pretty good. So it shows these woodland creatures, and one of them fell into a hole or is mm-hmm. sitting in a hole. And one of the woodland creatures is standing outside the hole. It's like, oh, you know, sucks that you're in that hole. That's too bad. Need a sandwich or something? Just kind of like shouting down into the mm-hmm. hole. And then one of the other, and that's sympathy. And one of the other woodland creatures crawls down in the hole and doesn't like force the other one to get out of the hole or try to climb out. It's just like, yeah, this hole's pretty big. Sucks down here. Yeah, I'm down here with you. Yeah, I've been in this hole before. Just talking about like own previous experiences. Um, so, This is just kind of the difference between sympathy and empathy. And you could look up the video if you wanted to show somebody quickly what the difference is. Yeah, I think that's she's pretty good at explaining. Like, I feel like her examples are generally pretty good as part of why I enjoy some of her TED Talks that I've heard. Definitely. I agree. I think she's a really good teacher. Um, So there are also two types of empathy, which I thought was really cool. And I kind of forgot about until I was researching this episode. And keep in mind, you can have, you can be zero out of two. You could suck at both. (laughs) You could be one of two or you could be two of two, right? So like there are times where this kind of explains why sometimes when somebody you talk to, they like really get it. They're really, you feel like they're on your page really well. And then other times you're like, what is going on with you? Are you a monster? I don't understand why you can't empathize here because some because sometimes you can be only good at one and not the other. Yeah. So what are the two types that we've got? So the first type is affective empathy. Mm-hmm. And that refers to the sensations and feelings we get in response to others' emotions. So this can include mirroring what that person is feeling or just feeling stressed when we detect the other person's fear or anxiety. Yeah. So it's just like an emotional affect, A-F-F-E-C-T. Right. um, That it's just like emotional empathy. I feel the feeling you're feeling. Right. It's like when you, you know, again, when you're watching those movies and they kind of trigger you to feel that emotion, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm right there with that person. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel it. Yeah. This is why I get annoyed when I feel like TV attacks me because I have really high affective emotion. Yeah. And I do not, I do not like affective empathy in my life. Like I could, I could stand to like turn. You're like, I got enough emotions. I don't need yours. Yeah. I could stand to turn the (laughs) dial down a hair. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, what's the next one, Sunny? Yeah. The other one is cognitive empathy. And this is basically just perspective taking. So Mm -hmm. you have the ability to identify the other emotions and understand the emotions, but it's basically like because you think through and you project the problem. So you can kind of look at the script of right. that problem. Because you're experiencing this, I imagine you're feeling this. Yeah, it's just like a problem-solving yeah. but less emotional side. So a lot of times you'll have somebody be able to do this, but not the other one. Right, yeah. And empathy often then leads to compassionate reactions, right? If we are empathizing with somebody's experience, we're more likely to show our 
you know, we're more likely to validate them. We're more likely to show our support towards them or try to help them in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So empathy itself is just a feeling, but empathy leads to a change in your behavior. Right. Which is, you know, doing something compassionate, like you said. So there's actually some pretty good research on empathy. We do know that empathy is found across the animal kingdom, believe it or not. Like dogs cool. have empathy. Yeah, I mean, dolphins. that makes sense. Yeah. Empathy is like something that has evolved in multiple different mammalian species. So empathy is a big, like it's across the board. It's not just yeah. us. Unfortunately, now I'm thinking of like those videos where like a dog's been hit on the side of the road and the other dog stays with them. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I'm going to move on from that information immediately because I have too high of affective empathy. I cannot I cannot cope. Goodbye. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's exactly that. Is it's like animals can demonstrate empathy for other animals. And yeah. based on so that means that we have been able to do animal research studies as well as human research studies on empathy. And what we're finding out with, like with almost everything, that empathy is both genetic. So there is a genetic loading. Some people are just genetically predisposed to be more or less empathetic. And there is an environmental trigger. It depends on the culture you're in, the tribal mm -hmm. unit you are in, and how you express emotions or feel emotions in that unit. So some people are born with an easier time engaging in both empathetic pathways and some a more difficult time. So you can think some of the autism spectrum disorders, you may have a more difficult time with one or both of the empathetic pathways. Uh, but empathy can be both developed so you can turn it up based on like training. You can train people to turn it up a little bit and you can train people to turn it down. So rest restrict it based on environment and social learning. Right. Which for some people, I mean, I, you know, I've worked with people where we're actually working on restricting it. Right. Because then sometimes they end up taking too much compassionate action mm -hmm. and then they end up getting themselves in trouble. Oh, yes. Uh, so sometimes we do have to teach people how to be a little less empathetic. Yeah. I There's a. um. So I don't know. For those people out there who listen to our podcast and also happen to be gamers, I played a game recently called God of War, and there's this, like, Spartan warrior who's trying to teach his son how to be a good person and be a warrior at the same time. And he he begins by saying, close your heart to it, right? Like, there are times where you have to close your heart to something else to get something accomplished or done. There's a time for that. So restricting empathy is not always awful, <laughs> particularly for people right. like myself, uh, it's okay to do that. But most, I would say like 80% uh, of the population needs to dial it up. Needs it the other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure, for we, sure. We need to work on the uptick of that. I, I really need to work on the downward of that. But yeah, maybe, and maybe that's, I think that might even be a low estimate, 80% needing to. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, it's more so like those some people who just need to kind of learn those boundaries and learn that you can be a nice person and also mm -hmm. say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can like not do a thought experiment and you can thought stop or uh, emotion stop. You can try to do that. Like when you when you're encountering something really terrible, you can choose like I'm going to redirect my thinking here. And right. not go down the empathy pathway or change the right. channel mentally. And I'm I, not going to fall in that hole with them today. Yeah. Like, I just cannot. Ain't nobody got to have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot do this with you. And that's okay to do. So It's okay. Yeah. We all have our own. Yeah. We, our own level of empathy. We need to increase, decrease, or keep the same. So right. 
How and why might we as human beings empathize? What is the benefits of this particular trait? Why do we even have it? And like I say here, is it a bug or is it a feature of our human operating system? Do, <laughs> do we want this or is this like bad? So we can talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. So researchers hypothesize two main pathways for how we empathize. So there's simulation theory. Mm-hmm which proposes that empathy is possible because we can see another person experiencing an emotion. We simulate or represent the same emotion in ourselves so we can know firsthand what that feels like. So we're really trying to put ourselves in their shoes. We're really trying to to feel what's what's going on there. Yeah, it's like running a simulation program. Like imagine you're a pilot and you're running a simulation for flying a plane. You're not actually flying the plane, but you're simulating it to learn. And it's like a model. It's like a projection mm-hmm. model. Uh, you could do that with like financial analysis. You project a financial model or you project, you're projecting an emotional model, essentially. It's like if you had a script that runs through a template in your brain to see what this, what the future of this person looks like and what they're feeling now. So there is some evidence to support this. And there are little things in our brains called mirror neurons, which actually support this theory. And mirror neurons are neurons that fire when we observe and experience emotion. So when I'm, when I'm feeling sad, my mirror neuron fires. When I am watching somebody else feel sad, my mirror neuron will also fire as if Mm -hmm. I am feeling sad. So it is like, In this way, these neurons are trying to represent for us what other people are feeling. There are also other parts of the brain that are responsible for kind of like modeling or simulating empathy. So this is a little reductionistic, but the prefrontal cortex, um, frontal cortex, it it helps us to think about judgments about ourselves and also judgments about others. And so that or like decisions about others. And so these uh, same processes are activated when you're making a decision about yourself and when you're making a decision about somebody else. Uh, Fun fact, mirror neurons, I believe, I can't remember, my my neuropsych is a little rusty, but I believe we can also use mirror neurons to simulate learning. So like, let's say I'm an athlete and I want to learn how to shoot free throws better. I'm pretty sure you can watch other athletes with really high free throw shooting like abilities. Mm, Yeah. And my mirror neurons will activate to kind of, and actually it will, if I watch it enough times, it will model that for myself in my brain and I will actually get better at it. Um, So I think mirror neurons are responsible for learning as well, just like social learning. So they're really handy, interesting little dudes to hang out in our brain. Yeah. 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 Then the next theory is theory of mind. Yes. So that is the ability to understand what another person is thinking and feeling based on rules for how one should think or feel. So it is essentially like your brain has templates or scripts programmed into the biology or the environment. And this theory suggests that humans can use the cognitive thought process to explain the mental state of others. So by developing theories about human behavior, the individual can predict or explain the other person's actions according to this theory. So again, 
it's that kind of the emotion versus the thought. So I can fathom that because you're experiencing this, you're probably feeling this emotion. Like this mm-hmm. connects to this, you know, one plus one equals two, I'm pretty sure. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, it's a, it's just a script. It's like a, a mathematical equation. Like, yeah, when a person, generally speaking, when a person hurts their leg, they feel pain, which can make them feel sad, angry, or anxious. Like it's like right. a decision tree in your brain, theory of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way to think about emotion. And then my personal theory, and I'm sure that there's a name for this theory, I just didn't see it listed, is that we're all a bunch of mushroom people. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like, so mushrooms are uh, connected by like little, um, let's call them root systems that like talk to each other. And Mm -hmm. when these root systems talk to each other, it helps the mushrooms like kind of move around, get more nutrients, redirect nutrients to trees they're connected to. So it helps like the unit of mushrooms. It's kind of like a hive mind. And I actually think that empathy is our version of this root system. So, yeah, we like that. Yeah. We don't have anything like physical that connects us. Connecting us. Well, nothing that you can see. That's pretty. (laughs) That's pretty woo woo. But I I think that there is like empathy is our root system that connects us as a tribal unit. And some people have like more developed root systems within their little units that connect them more deeply. And I think that these connections benefit us because it can redirect resources in our community to people who are needing it more and direct it away from people who need it less and kind of like keep that fluid motion. So I think it's like our little version of a hive mind. I think empathy helps us that way. Yeah, I love that because it is. I mean, mushrooms, trees, there's a lot of research that people have went into with that hive mind and how they'll share nutrients and they'll, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I, I like that theory. Yeah, thanks. I dig it's you. A, Kind of stoner, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I don't think so. I mean, I get what you're saying. There's a little bit of woo-woo to it if you think of like energetically and, yeah. you know, our little bubbles or whatever. But I I think that's legitimate because it does. That's that's where you really get when you have deep connections with people. It's because you have some kind of empathetic connection. You've had some kind of experience that you've bonded over, which has some kind of emotional layer. Yes, Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And, you know, just because we can't explain it now doesn't mean we won't be able to explain it in the future. Maybe there are, you know, like pheromones or maybe there are like other neurons that we're not aware of. And it is a much more tangible process. Right. We don't know. Right. I mean, I just and I I think like uh, our psychological science is in such an early phase of development that, you know, in 100 years, the things we'll know are we're basically in the dark ages right now. Right, yeah, so yeah. I don't think this is too out of left field. Uh, so either way, we can keep in mind that empathy does seem like it's hardwired to some extent into our minds as human beings. So we know that infants as young as 12 months of age begin to comfort other victims in distress. Aww. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually, and I, maybe it wasn't an empathy response, but I had a... Uh, my infant had actually accidentally scratched my face the other day and I made like a whimper sound and he immediately like put his hand to my face and looked deeply into my eyes. And I was like, are you, is this empathy already? Like, wow, that's impressive. Impressive little one. Um, And so I I just, and who knows, I I don't know if 
it, that's actually right, right. Possible. If that was one hundred percent what was yeah, going on, yeah. sure. I don't know if that's actually possible, but it's but it's funny to know that it shows up so early. I wonder if it like actually is neurologically present before, but they can't express it as easily, or they can't measure the expression of it until twelve months. But either way, Fair. it's pretty young. Yeah, and fourteen to eighteen month old children display unrewarded helping behaviors they're altruistic they can what that means is they're having empathy and then they're taking an action based on the empathy so that's even another layer that is that's awesome i and i think you're right i think it probably is present before you know those 12 months but i mean gosh little babies are little potatoes they can't do a lot early on you know they don't have a lot of like control over their over their little bodies (laughs) so they probably can't quite yeah yeah you would know if they Uh, feel it or not and right it's also interesting to know that empathy doesn't decline across across lifespan so once you got it you got it it's stable it's foundational for behaviors that help other people pro it's called pro-social behaviors helping behaviors Mm -hmm. or altruistic behaviors and that is just anything that takes place beyond yourself And I think it does look like kind of based on time today, we might want to break this into two. Um, Okay. So I think next time what we'll probably start off by talking about is that empathy is really associated with a lot of benefits. And we could talk about those huge benefits that empathy has. Um, But, you know, I want to have time too to chat about, okay, well, what do we want to try for the outside of session practice and get our jokes? I dig it. Yeah, I we'll, we'll make this a part two. I think empathy is a worthwhile thing to do in two parts because it is something that is, like you said, it's essential for uh, in a, a, a deep, enjoyable environment. You know, when you have yeah. an actual community of people, you have to have some level of connection and empathy is where you get that connection. Like that's where you truly, you know, that's that's where you hit home with people and, and really build bonds and relationships. It really is. And so it's really critical to kind of like know the background to it and start there and then move into like, OK, why is it beneficial and how do you even develop it further? Uh, right. So we could probably do an episode on how do you turn down empathy, but I'm like a little worried about putting those vibes out into the world. <laughs> if I think... Yeah, we won't. Well, we won't touch that. That if you need to do that, go to the boundaries episode. Yeah, there, there we go. We yeah. go to the boundaries episode. I don't want to be yeah. teaching any like dark arts here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting the Sith Lord stuff going. Yeah. Yet. No. Yeah. I mean, I could no. do it, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, most people need to turn it up because unfortunately, I think our culture again it encourages a lack of empathy yeah uh so even if we're born with it as we are aging we're told to turn it down and so by the time we're adults sometimes i think you're a little disconnected mm-hmm. yeah and particularly in our culture which is you know relatively individualistic it's not a collectivistic culture mm-hmm. so it's kind of and maybe since like 70s 80s maybe in 60s there's been some like every person for themselves vibes out there and so that's just an example of how environment can change your empathy levels and yeah right and we need to probably turn them up in the u.s here but yeah it might be yeah. like for our international <laughs> listeners maybe they're thinking like yeah that's not that's not necessarily true for us so hey we'll keep that in mind as well so yeah based on this what do we want to try for the practice i'm curious what your what your plans are sunny I'm going to try to turn my empathy down. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm i spending too many emotion nuggets 
in too many different places. Like my emotional health has been porous. I'm I'm like feeling other people's feelings too much and I don't even know if I could tell you totally my own needs right now. Um and honestly like I even watch a commercial with like sad things on it and I become sad for like a whole 5 minutes. And so I think mm. I need to just maybe turn up my boundary system and turn down my empathy and like ways that I do that are just like it's back to the boundaries episode where I put up better time boundaries I have a little bit more alone time I might not ask follow-up questions like intentionally Um, I might change the subject on things intentionally if I can't like if I don't have the bandwidth for something really crazy right now, or I might actually yeah. just say that to somebody like, Hey, super sorry. Don't actually have the bandwidth right now for that. But you know, hit me in a week maybe. Uh, and so these sorts of things often help me. And it's not like a permanent, I don't have to do that forever. Just, it's just like a temporary, right. temporarily you need to kind of wind, wind down and, and find your own emotions. Again, something yeah. like empathy. Part of that is you're feeling other people's stuff and, that can be overwhelming. And when you're already at like a, you know, when your bucket's already kind of empty mm-hmm. and everybody else is poor and their shit in your bucket, you're like, wait, I don't even know what's going on yeah. in the bucket. Yeah. These- <laughs> I don't know. I can't even figure out what's going on here. So, yeah, just identifying my own emotions, my own needs and working on that might be a better option to start with for me. What about you? What are you thinking? Oh. I like that. I don't, I, I think for me too, I think it is a, a tuning into my emotions, like finding maybe empathy for myself a little bit. Ooh, wait, say more. A lot of people could use this particular information. So finding, you know, I, again, I think, you know, our gratitude episode, we were really talking about refocusing and being like, yeah, like focus on, you know, the good and find the good. But I also think I need to validate my struggle mm-hmm. a little more. Yeah. So kind of just finding empathy for what I'm experiencing currently and just validating that internally. So like kind of doing some of those self-validation where I'm like, yeah, that that really sucks. But again, not not letting it overwhelm me. I'm not going to have like a full day pity party, yeah. but let myself sit on that pot a little bit. And kind of be like, oh, yeah, this is this is kind of tough. Like, it's it's okay and understandable that I'm feeling these emotions and that's valid. And um, it's okay and understandable that I don't get as much done as I used to get done. Or it's it's okay and understandable. Things are kind of falling apart a bit. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, this is just life happens. Yeah, this is normal and predictable and what anybody would experience in the same sort of circumstance, telling yourself those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. self-empathy, self-compassion is super, super, super helpful. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my empathy for other people down. You're going to turn your empathy for yourself up and probably yeah. the same result that we take care of ourselves a little better. Right. Because we do. Yeah, we're. We struggle with that sometimes, I think, <laughs> both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing. It's oh, I think for me it's always going to be something I have to watch. It's just Same. like everybody has their strengths and weaknesses as a person and you can modify those things, but like sometimes you're a leopard that can't totally change your spots. You can like decrease some of the spots or increase some of the spots, but I'm still always going to have spots. So Yeah. That's just something to keep in mind. Okay, well, I like that homework. That's a I think those are good ideas. 
So I have some jokies for you today. I have, I'll, I'll use mm, one of them. <laughs> okay. I, I've got one as well. Okay. Tell me yours first. What's the difference between apathy and empathy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> I like that so much. <laughs> I don't know and I don't care. Okay. Uh, I, I've got, <laughs> I've got a similar one. Someone the other day asked me what empathy is. I told him, I didn't know. <laughs> right? Because I'm like having <laughs> yeah. empathy for his experience of not knowing. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are our jokes today, folks. And uh, as a reminder, we do so deeply appreciate if you choose to, if you can't financially donate, then please consider liking, rating and reviewing us, following us. Um, this all helps our visibility in regards to getting found by other people so we would deeply appreciate that if you could do that for us today yeah help us grow help us grow emotionally and also (laughs) in the podcast uh well thanks for spending your life minutes with us here today and we will chat with you next week for part two of empathy bye next week bye